So, if you knew you were going to die, okay. you told all your family and friends goodbye, you had your last meal, you've done every single thing that you could possibly do before you were about to die, uh -huh. and the last thing that you got to do before you died was watch a movie, what movie would it be? Oof. <laughs> Fuck, man. Um... That's a really tough question. Yeah, I know. Um, Jesus Christ. I mean, I would in that under that specific circumstance, probably something that um, would have to do with like feelings of meaning, right? Um, Ah oh, man, that's tough. can you can you answer the question first and give me a second to think about it? Yeah, I mean it would I'm I'd be Jaws. Probably. Okay. Probably. Okay. It would it would either be Jaws or my second favorite movie, like and I'm I'm inclined to, to think that it might be my second favorite movie because um as much as I love Jaws when I watch Jurassic Park, I mean, I'm fucking, yeah. I'm on cloud nine. I'm a little kid again watching dinosaurs. So Hell that yeah. that might be like maybe I don't know. Well, I I that's that's such a tough question. But can I tell you the first movie that popped into my head? Yeah, E.T. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty fucking great. Yeah, and that has a pretty stellar ending to go out on. That's what it, yeah. I was like, what what movie would bring me the most peace before I die? That, that That's the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah. Well, cheers to that, buddy. We just uh, mentioned three Spielberg movies, by the way. <laughs> Welcome to the Johnny Boar Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. podcast tradition where I start recording. I'm like, am I recording? Am I recording? Oh, please. Please be recording. <laughs> oh, well, welcome back to the Johnny Horror Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Johnny Horror. With me tonight, my guest, Kalen Behrman, returning champion, Kalen Behrman. Uh, happy to have you here, sir. Glad to be here, as usual. Well, let's see. You were here Halloween time. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Brian. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. It was. That guy's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fun to podcast with because he's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Preposterous human being. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> he was over at my house the other night, and we watched a movie. We didn't have time to do a podcast afterward, but uh, he was already, like like talking about it like we were going to like making references and lists about stuff and I'm just like I don't like one of the characters he thought looked like Dennis from It's Always Sunny and that's how <laughs> okay. he referred to the character right the of course of the movie. That's, yeah, yeah Brian like what about yeah like there's no character named Dennis in this fucking movie Brian uh so uh that was the last time you were here. The time before that, which is almost like a fucking year ago now. It's about a year ago. Um, so ten months ago. Yeah. Uh, Damn. We had an in-depth discussion about Batman. Yep. Which I would like to continue. I feel like we'll probably end up retreading some of the same ground because I did not re-watch that podcast, so I don't know what we did and didn't talk about. But I feel like we can probably... Fandangle our way to uh, some new and original ideas. Sure. Um, but before we do that, um, you 
last time we were here uh, one-on-one, you had uh, a list of movies that you were really looking forward to for 2022. Yes. Um, if I recall, it was Nope mm-hmm. and The Northman. Mm-hmm. And was there one other one, or was were those the two big ones? I feel like those were your two big ones. Those are the biggest ones. Yeah. Now, uh, have you seen both of those films? Mm-hmm. And did they meet your expectations? The Northman didn't quite meet my expectations, mm-hmm. um, which I tried to keep kind of down because. Robert Eggers debuted with The Witch, and The Witch was excellent. Mm-hmm. Just a fantastic movie. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy was killer in that. The whole movie shot in natural light. It was really, you know, something else, and it wasn't... And that was back in 2015. Like, the whole elevated horror trend did not come on. No. And it was a huge swing, that movie. And it, it he knocked that one out of the park. And then he did The Lighthouse in 2019... Which I can say without hyperbole is like one of my favorite movies ever. And I think maybe one of the best movies ever. Like I think that movie is a 10 out of 10 perfect movie, The Lighthouse. Um, So I try to keep my expectations low for The Northman. Um, But ultimately I just, I don't think he had as satisfying a pitch for this movie. Like I don't think what, I don't think... Even if what he had done, he had done perfectly, I don't think the concept had the the ceiling that those movies had. Um, did you see The Northman? I did. Okay. I'm curious, did you, did you like it? I am, probably with everything that you said about each of those movies, I agree with wholeheartedly. Okay. Um, the Witch was and is a movie that I am still like fascinated by. Uh, the Lighthouse, I have seen only a couple of times, and just listening to you talk about it, I'm kicking myself going, when I watched that movie both times, I was so fucking blown away, mm-hmm. and so in love with the performances, the cinematography, the production design, every yep. single detail of that film, everything. I love. Mm-hmm. And the, like, like Even like the blocking is perfect. Like Everything yes. about that movie is fucking perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Genius. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, why haven't I rewatched that movie? Because mm-hmm. um, it, it's almost transcended like normal viewing to like you are something wholly special that I need sure. to set aside and watch mm-hmm. without disturbance. Yeah. yeah. Don't check your phone. Like, uh-huh. Just gotta watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um... And I agree absolutely wholeheartedly with uh, your evaluation of the Northmen. I think um, I think the first fucking thirty minutes of that movie are pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yep. Um, it's only when he kind of decides to go back and and you know deceive his uncle that I feel the movie kind of loses its its uh, thing yeah. and it was I don't know like fucking 15 minutes into the movie that I was like this is like a adult version of the Lion King and then I'm like god Jonathan you're so fucking stupid it's, the Lion King the Lion is a King. child's version of Hamlet. Oh, I was like, it's I'm Hamlet. watching yeah, Hamlet. Exactly. It's Hamlet. Yes. And then yeah. I think even his name is something roughly that sounds like that. Right. And, I mean, uh, I think Hamlet is derived from some Norse That's exactly what it legend. is. And that yeah. movie is a is that Norse legend, and that's the Norse legend that inspired Hamlet. Yeah. So while you can say it's not Hamlet, Hamlet's this, whatever, it's fucking Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. The thing is about the movie, though, is that it just didn't, it just didn't get there for me. And, like, there's, there are, I mean... I mean, Ethan Hawke's in this movie. Like, Willem Dafoe's in this movie. Yes. Like, uh, Skarsgård is good in this movie. Like, Very good. I think Anya Taylor-Joy is good in everything she does. Like, yeah. Nicole Kidman is great. Like, it's not that anyone didn't do their job. It's just that the... It wasn't aiming for something... 
interesting enough for me. And and I can and I can I can point to two different directions it could have gone, and it could have even done both. But like the Conan the Barbarian stuff it was doing in the beginning, if it had been doing those kind of interesting action barbarian killing everybody sequences more throughout the movie, I would have been extremely entertained by that. Yeah. And if he had gone more into like a more interesting psychological Robert Eggers type of story, like The Witch or The Lighthouse, I would have been into that. Yeah. But after the early part of the movie, he didn't quite do either. Yeah. And I have heard he didn't have final cut on this movie, and I have heard that there were mandatory reshoot reshoots, and maybe that has something to do with it. I yeah. heard that he was pretty upset about not having the final cut. Um, yeah, he doesn't seem like the type of person that would uh, be super cool with that. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I mean, I can understand that because I would not be super cool with that. Who who would want that? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like you're yeah. making a movie. Like yeah, yeah. Um, particularly. Because he is such a perfectionist. Right. Um, I do feel that, uh, you know, when you do smaller films, you have a little bit more control. And obviously, both The Witch and The Lighthouse were much smaller. Smaller, more contained. You can... He yeah, smaller is, casts, smaller settings. Yeah, and smaller I mean, budgets. He's down to the the fucking dialogue that it was spoke during the time, mm-hmm. sort of like detail. Like yep. that is how. Um, and I think I do think that he probably shines more in working uh, in a smaller setting. That being said, the film itself was you know beautiful. Um, it did feel like it lost a little bit of that like not attention to detail because I know there was attention to detail with like everything they wore and all that that was all mm-hmm. uh, uh, period correct but just like the tightness of everything I don't know what it is it just feels like certain I strands I, I can't even it's almost it. it's almost meandering in places yeah and you're like we've never seen a Robert Edgar movies movie meander for a moment yeah like wait you know what i mean it's it's a little different yeah everything feels very like this is what you need to be watching at this moment and this is why this is happening and uh there are definitely beats in that film that i felt like well this this doesn't this doesn't have the same pull or draw Mm -hmm. um of it as other stuff um but what about nope um i love nope I love Nope. I've seen a little bit of um, I've seen a little bit of negativity around Nope, and I remember there was a little bit of negativity around us, and um, not to just pull those together, but just as a note, like I I didn't I don't get either one personally. I, I thought those movies were a ton of fun. Yeah, I thought Nope was was dope, man. Like I, I thought it was so much fun. Um, I loved the. I loved the big concept. I loved the alien. I loved the monster of the movie. I loved the reveal. I loved the lack of reveal. I loved the lore and the way that it, it the rules within the world, the way that like, you know, that we don't look at it. Like if it's a, you know, it's, it's a predator. And um, I loved Jean Jacket. Like I thought Jean Jacket was fucking cool as hell. Um, I liked the characters. I loved the relationship between uh, OJ and his sister. Um, I think that's something that I don't see anyone talking about. And I feel like that was the core of the film was it was a a story about siblings. And um, I think in a lot of ways, it it was a story about a lot of things. It was a story about, it was a story about like exploitation, exploitation of people, exploitation of nature. Uh, It was a lampooning of the film industry. It was, you know, it had a lot to say. But I feel like ultimately it was a story about siblings and, you know, about how your siblings are the only people who really know you and who go through all the things with you, you know? And, um, I liked Stephen Yoon in the movie a lot. I mean, I like him a lot, but I thought he was very good in that. And, um, I, there are things that we can definitely poke holes in. We probably will. But, um, I had a great time, man. I had a great time at the movies. I thought it was tons of fun and, um, I can't wait to watch it again. Have you read, or not read, but have you, like, heard any of my thoughts on the film? Are you familiar with how I feel about it? I watched your review. Mm-hmm. I watch your channel. 
I know you did. I know you did. I know you did. I wasn't sure if that was right. one that you that you watched. Did you by chance watch my uh, recap of 2022? My uh, favorite and least favorite films. I think I did, but I don't recall. Okay. Very well. Well, Nope was my favorite movie of the year. There you go. <laughs> okay. um, absolutely. And going into it, I had very... I don't want to say like low expectations, but it wasn't something I was like amped for. Mm -hmm. I'm and I remember like being like, "Why do I feel this way?" And I, I don't know if it was the marketing or what it was, but I was just like, "I can't quite get behind this movie." Yeah. And I loved Get Out, and I loved Us. Us is one that I. Us is one that I'm. I have to suspend my disbelief with certain things. Uh. I felt like that applied to Nope as well. Uh, yeah. And uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't fuck up either movie. No. Uh, the, the, the great, the thing that I like about Us is that it's such a psychological movie and it's, it's all about like feeling, it's all about like a vibe and a feel, which is what I got from uh, Get Out as well. I was yeah. uncomfortable um, with Get Out from the, the first from the opening credits, like, I just felt uncomfortable in that movie. Mm -hmm. Us, I felt very, very much the same way. Mm -hmm. I think Us is a darker movie yeah. uh, than Get Out. Get Out's pretty dark, too, but Get Out's a pretty positive ending, though. It has, so, a, it has a much more hopeful that's ending. That's true. Um, mm -hmm. And, but I couldn't, like, and I don't know if it was my, me, like, looking back and just ha having everyone maybe be a little negative towards us in the previous years that I was like, all right, maybe I shouldn't have my, my hopes up too high. I don't know mm -hmm. if it was the marketing or what. I don't know if it was just like, oh, it just seems like a traditional alien movie. Yeah. But I went in and fuck me, man. I watched it and I knew that I liked it, mm -hmm. but I had questions. I was like, why the fuck did they open with the monkey sequence, and then that storyline ends halfway through the movie. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. I do not understand it. Mm -hmm. I read about it. Mm -hmm. Read about what that scene has to do with the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. How, you know, Stephen Yoon's character survives this traumatic thing. How does he survive it? The mm -hmm. thing covering the eyes between him and the monkey the uh the tablecloth yep. that he's hiding underneath the table the predator cannot look him in the eyes that's right he thought he survived out of sheer dumb luck he didn't know that it was because specifically where he hid and that it was including the eyesight yeah. and his failure to realize that and to capitalize on death and 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 grief, which is what he essentially does by buying OJ's family horses. He's he's making money off of yeah. that family's, you know, failure right. at their business, and then sends these well, and ultimately animals. Ultimately, the loss of their father. Right? Yeah, like their their family tragedy needs profit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then is sending these animals to the slaughter. Um. He, you know. What a great, great, tragic character. I love the shot that it just, it's his flashback and it's just like, I think it's uh, the shots pulling out on him, just remembering. And that, that look of like, like he's almost okay with it. You know he's not, but the look on his right. face is him trying to tell himself that he's okay with what happened. And, uh, Excellent performance from a very, very, very talented man. Yeah, in a in a very small role. That's I mean, right. That's right. Very, oh, yeah. you know, just like memorable. Yeah, um, absolutely. I knew that I really liked the movie. Like, was not prepared for the movie when the Star Lasso sequence happens and they all get sucked up and. Yeah, that what was happening on the inside, I was confused. I didn't know because we don't really know mm -hmm. what is happening on the first viewing. That's right. Because you're not really aware Ugh. that it is 
like in animal as but it's so good because of that that think about how scary that is you're like oh what a oh, fuck dude that's the scariest thing i saw all last year yep like that Absolutely. scene 100%. stuck with me a thousand percent yep. um i love that and then the rest of the film plays like an adventure movie i like i've said it to death mm-hmm. like it is Jaws on a farm for me. It absolutely is. You mm-hmm. have, like, the the great white hunter in the form of the cinematographer yep. who's chasing his white whale. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the, the scientist or tech nerd in, you know, uh, <clears throat> I think his name's Angel in the movie. The, the, uh, the young man who worked at the Best Buy. Yeah, or the, the fries. Fries, fries is my was. <laughs> Uh, and then you have the everyman in, you know, both, uh, OJ and, um, oh gosh, what's her name in the film? I can't even remember right now. I just know it's Kiki Kiki Palmer and, um, but, uh, you know, they, they do kind of function as, you know, the chief Brody as these these people that are so far out of their depth. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about to call him Sheriff Brody for some reason. But uh, I mean, same role. Same different. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, and it's all trying to get rid or, you know, in this case, you know, get footage get, of yeah, this, this animal right. that has, you know, laid claim to their land, essentially. So, um, and then you have all the, the the elevated stuff on top of that with the commentary on the the industry, the commentary on, you know, uh, media and, and all of that stuff and, you know, selling out and what does it cost you and all that. So, um, and can I just, just a quick note too, as like someone who worked in Hollywood for a little while, for a couple of years, um, the, Anytime so- someone does stuff like that where it's on set and they're doing it honestly and they're showing how people are kind of dicks, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Because, like, it's true that there's this weird culture of, like, in Hollywood and just from based on my menial experience. But there is, like, this certain, like, the talent treats the blue-collar people a certain way. Oh, yeah. And the way they were talking to OJ and treating him, like, he was, like, subhuman. Like, he didn't yeah. deserve, like, a modicum of respect. Um, and like the way that anyone listening to this, if you're like a cool person, is like not a way you talk to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't speak to someone that way. And, and you see them very casually treating him that way. Um, that's a very real thing. And I like that Jordan Peele calls that out because Jordan Peele is the talent. Yeah. He's the fucking, you know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. he's a great fucking filmmaker. He's a great writer. He's a great producer. He's a great comedian. Um, but he sees things like that and, and you can see him really acknowledging the way that yes. quote-unquote normal people are treated as if talent is different than normal people, yeah. right? We're all just normal fucking people. And I really love that part of it, even though that's, uh, you know, that's not the whole movie. No, uh, that was like, I mean, I love that scene. Mm-hmm. It makes me so uncomfortable because it's, to a lesser degree, it's stuff that you and I deal with on a daily basis absolutely uh as people in the service industry where you are you know not all the time by no means no it's only certain people yeah but, it's not like everyone but, but there are definitely people who talk down to you yep and uh <laughs> and in some cases it's people who like aren't as smart as you yes or like you know what i mean or like yeah really are in no position to to treat you like you're less than but it's literally just your your job title, yeah, to them makes you less than, yeah, exactly. And I mean, my buddy Christian, who you know would uh, would you know, and I'm right there with him. Where you know people, you know, you you've come to the bar, right? You yes. sat at my bar. Yes, you're sitting at my bar, and then and you're asking me, and then they'll be like, "Are you our server?" Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, 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 <gasps> right. <laughs> I'm your bartender. <laughs> You're in my house. This right. is different. This, this is different. This is my real estate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So there is that that sort of mentality of, you know, you're you're here to serve me sort of a deal that I will never um, Well not and not I am so sorry to interrupt. Not to get too far into service industry yeah. stuff, but it's funny because I am there to serve you. Like I'm there I'm yeah. there 
Like my job is hospitality mm -hmm. and I am offering that to you yeah. with open arms. Yeah. And that doesn't give you uh, a, that's not licensed to belittle me. Yes, <laughs> you know what absolutely. I mean? Like that's silly. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is kind of, you know, not to, you know, really mix up the two, but if I were to offer you it into my home, right. Exactly. And that's hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. That's not you, like, you oh, yeah, you wouldn't right. boss me around in my own home, exactly. would you? Uh, lessons, if you're a fucking piece of shit human being, you know, <laughs> try not to be. Try not to be. Um, Treat people with kindness and dignity. It costs nothing. God bless you. Um... All right, cool. So we're pretty much on the same page with both of those movies. <laughs> yes, we certainly are. Great. Uh, yeah. That was that was a short conversation. We really yeah. didn't need to. I was like, all right, I'm I'm ready to, to duke it out because I was like, I was pretty sure we we're gonna kind of feel the same about the Northman, but nope, I wasn't sure because I know a lot of people, a lot of people did not like nope because uh, it wasn't what they were expecting. I don't know what they were expecting, and I'm gonna be. I'm just just me. I can only speak for me. I there are movies where like if you don't like it, I'll tell you that you're just stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't call note quite that. Yeah. But I don't get it. Like yeah. if you didn't like it, I don't get. I don't get what you didn't like, and I don't get what you wanted because I thought it was. Yeah, I I had a lot of people be like, I can't. I like. How? Why did you like it that much? And I was like, because it was a blast. Why didn't you like right. it that much? I was like, I had it, fun. It all kinds of great shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even with a Jordan Peele movie who is like very smart, very psychological with his films. Like, I, this is probably the most fun of his films. Just like all that fun. It's an Absolutely. it's an adventure movie. It is. It um, is. and I think us, even though us is fucking terrifying, I think it's pretty fun. Yes. But Nope was was a blast. Yeah. It is. You know. You know. Us is like a chase movie. It really is. Yeah. Um. So there is that that constant like go 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 feel to it. Where obviously Get Out is much more like, like a haunted house, much more subdued pace. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and look, this guy who has taken all of these genres, turned them on their head, and made good movies. Like, yep. No wonder. Like, they're just like, here, here are the keys to the kingdom, sir. <laughs> Do your thing, bro. Yep. Um, but I mean, for me personally, like, what I want out of a movie, like, more so now than ever that I've realized like you can give me like a fucking like well acted Daniel Day Lewis drama mm -hmm. with you know meaning and thought provoking ideas and and you know period piece like exact like clothing that's funny wore. I, I just watched Lincoln the other day <laughs> which is you know uh, which is exactly as, what you're describing Lincoln as, right now as, as, our, our, as our buddy these, TK yeah. as suggested and I am a firm believer in Abraham Lincoln looked nothing like what we think Abraham Lincoln looked like Daniel Day-Lewis is a time traveler, went back in time, That's killed right. Abraham Lincoln, That's right. and was Abraham Lincoln that we know because <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis in that movie, That's right. fucking Abraham Lincoln. Like, there's there's no, I, I well, my perfect. My favorite Daniel Day-Lewis joke is is Nick's joke that, um, <laughs> if the world is ever under threat of a supervillain, just cast Daniel Day-Lewis as Batman and he'll save the world. <laughs> <laughs> The <laughs> man is dedicated to his craft. He's dedicated to his craft, y'all. But um, all that said, what I want from a movie is just to be entertained, to have a good mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'm kind of off of the Marvel train now. Mm -hmm. I, I think I've, I've really had my fill. I was, uh, and we're, we're going to talk about this because we said we were going to talk Let's about this. So, um, uh, you know, I will tell you that one of, hands down, one of the best movie going experiences I've had in like the last year and a half was when I saw um, uh, Spider-Man um, No Way Home. No Way Home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I 
think I fucking cried in that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like when so pretty, pretty, showed up. Pretty like, emotional. Yeah, movie. I I was just like I definitely had feelings during that movie. Um, and I know, really, I know that Far From Home was supposed to be like the epilogue to Endgame, which it is. But I feel like I feel like No Way Home was kind of the really the wrap up for me, at least, of okay. that whole that whole bit in retrospect. I didn't know that at the time, but <clears throat> I watched Thor Love and Thunder thinking Taika Waititi and um, uh, whatever it was, Ragnarok was, was fucking amazing. And when that one didn't do it, I think I was done because <sighs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness um our Lord and Savior, Sam, Sam Raimi, who I will, you know, still maintain, love the man, hasn't made a good film since 2009. He's only made two films since then. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, let's let's discuss. I know sure. that you, you, you have a lot to say. And I, there, don't get me wrong. There's stuff I like about that movie. There's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff I mm-hmm. like about that movie. Obviously, the um, Illuminati, Illuminati sequences... Cool. The highlight of the movie, um, but uh, what are your feelings about that film? Let's let's dive in. Well, okay, so I just this is a difficult topic for me because there are a lot of opinions and there's a lot of like agendas and there's a lot of people who like there's a lot of people who just like Marvel movies just aren't for them for various reasons. Yes, and like I'm I'm completely cool with that. Like yeah. that's fine. Like, a lot of movies aren't for me for various reasons. Like, you know a movie I don't really like? Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> you know why? Because I just don't love war movies because they just make me feel unhappy. I get it. That's it. So it's yeah. not that it's a bad movie, it just isn't for me, right? So I never hold it against anyone for a movie or a franchise or whatever not being for them. Yeah. Um, um, and on top of that, I strongly relate to and feel my own Marvel fatigue. In a big way. Yeah. Um, I think there is too much saniness. I don't like that Kevin Feige controls the tone of all of the movies. I don't like it that they've been aping Joss Whedon's humor style since 2012's Avengers. Yeah. Which was pretty fresh in 2012, but it's 2023. It's not It's not fresh anymore. And also, that was one guy doing it a specific way. And now you have a bunch of people who don't write that way trying to write that way. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah. Um... I don't like the lack of creative control from filmmakers. I don't like the lack of risks. I don't like the corporate tied in, you have to put this in here because it sets up this movie bullshit. Yeah. I don't like any of that. And and I strongly, strongly relate to Marvel fatigue and feel my own. Also, I feel like it's like it's saying something that we can mention like the bottom five worst Marvel movies. And, like, they're pretty fucking competent. Yeah. Like, they're pretty competently made yeah, movies. Absolutely. And they're pretty entertaining, and people mostly like them. And you know, making movies is so hard. Yes. So for this studio to constantly put out movies that even if they're not great, even if they're not trying to be great, even if they're not trying to be good with a capital G, they're still kind of good. Yeah. I think that's very impressive. Yeah. And on top of that, I do think that... When Marvel Studios pokes its head above the water, it does really incredible, impressive things. That is becoming more rare, but I do. Th- I just think that's going to keep happening with time. Like, and I'll, and, and like for an example, for like th- this next year, like I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will do that. Like, I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is going to poke its head above the water and be like an especially good movie in a sea of more samey. And maybe a little more mediocre. And I, I use the word mediocre carefully because – and th- this goes back to my point about making good movies. Sony wants to make great superhero movies and yet we have Venom, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Morbius. They, they wanted those to be good movies. They hired professional writers, professional directors, Academy Award level actors and they couldn't get a decent fucking movie out of three of them, yeah. right? And even if you like those movies, they suck. <laughs> like even if you enjoy them, like they're, they're not good. Um so it's like what they're accomplishing by making these pretty good movies is is still pretty impressive and 
And I still think that I find there to be freshness in the movies here and there for various reasons. Like, for example, um, a movie that was maligned by some people. Like, I thought I thought Shang-Chi was dope. Like, it was, it was tight. Like, there was, there was dope kung fu. It was pretty well written. It was well acted. There was impressive action scenes. Like, I thought that was a cool movie. I don't, I don't understand, you know, what the, the issue with that movie was. Um, so, on topic with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not, it's not a great movie. Um, I'm not even someone, like, it doesn't even make my top... Like, I'd have to start getting to the very end of movies that I actually liked on yeah. my list of 2022 movies to get to that one. Yeah. Because it's it's way at the end of my list of movies I actually liked. Um, but it's not on my mo- list of movies I didn't like. But, like, you know, like, the the scene where she's attacking the, um... What do they call it? The Carthenage? Like, the, the place yeah, where they all... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, fuck, I don't remember. You would know better than I would. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Sorry, I know the scene. I'm a bad person. <laughs> Um, like this, you're a the, bad or, comic book nerd. I am bad. The scene where she's attacking that and she's like coming out of the mirror, it's fucking great horror, you know? And like Elizabeth Olsen's performance is fucking sick and it's scary. And like where there's a scene where it's like a dead body being carried by a bunch of fucking demons and like it, it's entertaining and you know, it it wasn't great. Um, it was far from Marvel's best effort of the year. Um, it was far from Sam Raimi's best effort ever. But um, I definitely thought it was a competent movie, and I, I don't think it deserves uh, hate. Um, unless that hate is coming from the perspective of, well, what could this have been if we'd actually let Sam Raimi make his own Doctor Strange movie his way, period. Because I think we're talking about a really different movie there. Like, if Warner Brothers let, you know, Warner Brothers Pictures let, let, Sam Raimi make Doctor Strange. I think we'd be getting a much more interesting movie. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I, I see a very competent movie. And I think some of it's lame. Like, I think the the relationship with his not-girlfriend isn't very well done. And I think that girl, America Chavez, is, is handled terribly and um, is more of a plot device than a person. Yeah. And I hate the scene where she looks at her, her two moms and she goes, mi madres, and then she says, my mother's. If you know anyone who fucking speaks Spanish, they don't say shit in Spanish and then repeat it in English in case you didn't catch that. That's not how it talks. Yeah. That really irritates me. They like doing that in movies. I yeah. hate that. Anyway. Um, all right. I'll, you know. B- bounce off me. I'm yeah, I, I got you. Now, let me, let me start off. Mm-hmm. When, obviously, when I do my reviews, yes. there's a heightened... Of course. Reality, of course. there is a performance. Of course. So, uh, when I'm really passionate don't about Don't break something... the k They don't... Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert, Johnny doesn't like, actually walk you, around naked smoking <laughs> cigarettes and doing cocaine all day long. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them that. Everyone needs to believe that. Um, uh, it almost breaks my heart a little bit. <laughs> Those words spoken aloud. Yeah. It's just a cycle that plays through my head. No, he's got a um, job and everything. So sorry. Uh, well, I was going to say, if anybody watches the videos and then watches this podcast, so like wow, yeah, it's a different person. <laughs> Johnny's uh, Johnny's off his meds in those videos. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. uh, so <clears throat> obviously you're dealing with that, you know? Yes, because okay, if we we could we should probably preface this. I did my review or, or my recap of my favorite and least favorite movies of 2022, and uh, Doctor Strange and the in the Multiverse of Madness made the list. These are quote-unquote horror movies that I was discussing uh, for the year, and that made uh, uh, the list of negatives. And uh, my boy Kaylin here uh, uh, had some stuff to say about what I had some stuff to say about. And so that's kind of, if if you uh, are a little confused as to what this conversation has been about. Right, time. context. Sorry. Yeah, we probably should have prefaced that at the beginning. Um, but, uh, so there's that, um, and I will be like, so fucking 100% with you that last year was such a solid year for horror movies. It was such a fucking good year for horror movies that when I was trying to make my list of bad ones, I was like, 
I don't even think I can come up with. I liked all these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like legit thinking about putting movies that are amazing on the bad list because I was like, well, it's a really good movie, but I don't know if it's a horror movie. Sure. Um, but this one came popped up into my mind. It was actually my saving grace that like I was able. I was like, cool. I have five, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) then I was like, because this was. This was Marvel's, like, big horror movie. They're like, yeah, this is going to be a horror movie. So, first things first, now that I've, like, laid the groundwork for, like, (laughs) certainly not the worst movie I've ever seen, nor is it the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen, and I certainly, absolutely did not hate it when I first watched it. It was only on the second viewing that I was like, I'm not having fun mm-hmm. on this second viewing. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh God, they've just, they've just done all the same things. They've just yeah. packaged it differently. Um, and that's, that is the biggest and most valid criticism of certain things Marvel does is yeah. just what you just said. And so all that said, the Illuminati sequence that we that was the the main uh, point of you said that it that sequence alone was better than most of the movies that, that I you review. Yes, I review. Um, Pretty fair statement, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what movies we're talking about, because uh, in the last year alone, I reviewed Nope. nope. I reviewed X. Sure. I reviewed Prey. I reviewed. Scream, which a lot of people liked. I didn't like, but the general consensus is that was a good movie. Um, so, and fuck, I'm going to throw Halloween Ends in there because a lot of people didn't like that movie, but I fucking loved that movie. Halloween Ends is complicated, okay? <laughs> um, it's fucking complicated. And I say loved, like, I love, you know many things that like yes it is complicated like i love it it's got problems but the more i i've watched that movie probably more than any of the other movies from last year i'm still like fascinated by it sure i digress um i think that sequence is great i think john pozanski popping up as mr fantastic was you know the internet willing it into existence, <laughs> yeah. obviously, which is yeah. which is amazing. Yep. I don't like all the things that I hear after the fact about him not actually being. Yeah, he's probably not going to be Mister Fantastic, and I don't like that at all because, yeah. like, now you're just being silly. I don't like Patrick Stewart being brought back from the dead. I don't. Um, I see what they did there, but I think that was a good opportunity to recast or do something different because now that was going a little bit too far into fan service yeah i and in that respect i get it but and i mean i'm pretty on the fence don't get me wrong i'll watch fucking hugh jackman play wolverine to the day i die but (laughs) um logan is with the exception of The Dark Knight, probably the best comic book movie ever made. Mm-hmm. That's right up there. Mm-hmm. And you've undercut that now. You've undercut both of those characters, you know. And, and I mean, we're, you we're going to do it again, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's that for me. Um, I am not a fan of, like, I understand, like, and I know what the scene is supposed to be doing it's supposed to show just how powerful Scarlet Witch is right. by dispatching all of these people and I think it's a great sequence I think it's fun I think it's dark I think it's fucked up yep. that being said you you've killed off these people that we met five minutes ago there's no pathos I don't care I don't care okay and that's fair that's <laughs> fair I care a little bit for a few reasons um like when when Mr. Fantastic comes on the screen and says and this is this may not apply to everybody, this applies to me. And I do think and look, like I think maybe they're trying a little bit too hard to appeal to nerds. I say mm-hmm. this is the nerd, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think maybe they need to not think so much about what will the nerds think and what 
is the movie doing, right? Yeah. But when this guy comes on screen and says, I'm Mr. Fantastic, I immediately am connected to him <laughs> because he's Mr. Fantastic. And I, I that's a character that I nebulously feel connection to. Uh, it sounds kind of stupid. Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier is a character that I've been connected to since, when was the first X-Men movie? 2000? 2000? Think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a lot of feelings about that. And I was one of those kids who also grew up on Star Trek. So Patrick Stewart is like my space dad. I love him. So I love him. Yeah. Um, so I did I did feel some of that. Um, Haley Atwell's character is a character we know through these movies. It's not the same one, but is there even a same one anymore? Our our Agent Carter died in 2014's The Winter Soldier. Peach of a movie, by the way. Um But she is Agent Carter. You know what I mean? So like we do know her. You know what I mean? So I felt a little bit of it. Um, it did, it did affect me when she got bisected by a fucking shield, um, or even, you know, yeah, like the Black Bolt. And, I mean, that's I mean, great. That like, good, I thought that was, I thought that was great. And that's kind of my point is just that like, it was good. Like it was, that was good and it was well done. And there was just like a lot of well done, well constructed stuff there. And something, there's something that bothers me about people who comment pundits of the industry and fans of the industry of big movies, right? Who who are so quick to just write off everything that Marvel Studios does as cheap when in reality it's not fucking easy to accomplish what they're accomplishing here. And I'm saying this as someone like we're, you and I are so not far apart on this movie in real life. No, no, like in reality not we're not. Not like even we're, a little bit. We're almost in the exact same spot. Like yeah. I liked it the first time I watched it. I will probably never watch that movie from beginning to end sober again in my life. I'll sober. Sober. No, because really, because like sometimes if I'm drinking, I like putting on a superhero movie for just like background entertainment while I do whatever else I'm doing, hanging out with my my friends, my girlfriend, you know, paying attention to my dogs, fucking thinking up my next great project that I won't do. Um, But like, you know, like it's it's, it's fun. (laughs) It's fun. Um, It's fun to, to, to put on entertaining movies when when you're um doing that sort of thing when you're drinking and hanging out and having fun but um like s- sitting down sober you're like hey Kalen, let's watch like let's watch a superhero movie i'm not putting on doctor strange the multiverse of madness spider-man 2 spider-man 2 <laughs> spider-man 2 right and and also like yeah obviously i feel a great deal of fidelity to sam raimi um and i don't think i, I don't think we're far apart in that either i okay so here's here if <clears throat> I, if i could make an argument for Sam Raimi. So, hit me. Doctor Strange, directed by uh, Scott Derrickson, right? Yes. Of um, uh, most recently, The Black Phone. Black Phone. He also did The Exorcism of Emily Rose and, and Sinister. Uh, and Sinister. Yeah. He's great. Hey, him and Ethan Hawke, just don't separate. You guys do your thing, boys. Make magic together. Mm-hmm. Um,. I reviewed the black film too. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, when you're done with this, watch that. Um, so, uh, this film was supposed to be directed by Derrickson as well. Yeah. Split because it created differences. Mm-hmm. Rainey brought on with not a lot of production time, if I remember correctly. Very little. So uh, time for pre-production. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? Because he is he does do a little bit of his flair. There's mm-hmm. definitely some Raimi in there, mm-hmm. and when when that does happen, that's fun. I mm-hmm. like that. Um, he just feels like a hired gun to me in this. It doesn't. It doesn't. Never. It never feels like. Like I said, there's stuff sprinkled in there. Right. But it's almost like anybody could have done that. It could have been anybody emulating Raimi. It doesn't feel like a Raimi picture. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are, there are moments in it. I just to, I was just say, to with the exception of Bruce Campbell, there, 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 <laughs> no, no, there, there are moments in it that I think are are Raimi that are Raimi because he's there and, and that I don't think could have been easily emulated. But I I don't think you're wrong. And so he does feel like a hired gun for sure. And you know, we could jump back to his his prior film that he did before this, which is, you know, I, I think is more kind of like a childhood dream of his than anything, was him doing um, 
uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, yeah, which is back. God, I don't even remember when that was. 2011? I think it was like 13 or something like that. Somewhere okay. in that ballpark. Um, but he doesn't make another actual, like, he doesn't make a film. He directs a little bit of TV. He directs an episode or two of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. He's mostly a producer these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the mind I, is... He just doesn't, doesn't feel like he's got that edge. Like, he's not... It almost feels like he is not having fun unless he's being pushed up against a corner, you know? That's why uh, I maintain that, you know, last good movie he made was 2009, um, which was... Uh, Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell, which yeah. is, for all intents and purposes, I don't care what you say, it is an Evil Dead sequel. That, yeah, yeah, That film sure. takes place in the Evil Dead universe <laughs> yeah, one sure. way or the other. Mm -hmm. Um... And that film manages to do what Evil Dead did, which is be equal parts hilarious mm -hmm. and fucking scary, scary as shit. and fucked up. Yep. Um, so and it was as campy as it wanted to be, and you couldn't take it any less seriously yeah. because of that. Yeah. 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 That end. That the end of that movie. I know. <laughs> To this like, day, yeah, I, I, know. I fucking do not like it. Mm -hmm. It is so fucking hardcore. Yep. Um, God. Masterpiece. But, I digress once again. I don't feel any of that magic here. I don't feel any of that hunger here. Um, and... Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's stepping in as a hired gun to do a yeah, big yeah, studio yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I, yeah. So, I mean, 100%. you know, we're, we're... And so, you know... God bless him, you know, yeah. the zombie sequence of the, the dead body coming out of the... Yeah. I thought that I got a kick out of that. I thought mm -hmm. it was great. It was probably, Everything that was it. probably his idea. Too. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, I love the whole, like, you know, was it, like, dead bodies or zombies, like, being the cloak or whatever? Uh, it was like, it was like... Or spirits or something? Yeah, it was that, like demons was, were yeah. like his cape. Yeah, I thought that that was all really cool. Dope. It's yeah. got style and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, Elizabeth Olsen is who knew <laughs> so fucking good yep. in that movie. Mm -hmm. But I didn't watch um, WandaVision. I didn't watch it. But from what I hear, this movie essentially undercuts that whole storyline. Okay. And uh, then I'm like... This is this so weird. I didn't think we were actually going to get to this, but do you mind if I go off for please, like a minute please, here? Please, 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 um, Okay, so actually my biggest complaint about Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness is that if you take Marvel at its word that it's one story, it is... Sorry, my, my child is giggling next door. Right. <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> There's a baby over there. Um, <laughs> um, there is a... If you take it as one story, the script of Multiverse of Madness is fucking piss poor dog shit storytelling after WandaVision. And I'm, I'm going to spoil the, the key plot to WandaVision. Do you care if I do that? No, please. Would you do you want to watch the show? It's a good show. No, I already know. What you know. Okay. I okay. Okay. Into it, so. Okay. So here, here, okay. The whole point of WandaVision is that Wanda Maximoff is a person whose parents were killed in war when she was fucking ten, and then by twenty she became a super terrorist, and her brother was killed when they decided to save the world with the Avengers. Her twin brother, who was the only person she had in the entire world. And then, the love of her life, who happened to be a fucking android, because comic books are ridiculous, <laughs> was killed um, in Avengers Infinity War. Dope movie. So this is a girl who, like, at, like, 10 lost her parents, at 20 lost her um, twin brother, and at 25 lost her, the love of her life. And lost it. She just fucking lost it. And she created, because she has these insane reality-changing powers, she created a little town where her and Vision were there, and he was alive, and she had kids. And because her powers are so great, she actually created these kids. Well, she actually took over a town. She was actually controlling, mind-controlling humans to do this. 
And so when it occurred to her that what she was doing was wrong and she had to let go of the town, that meant she had to let these kids die. This is a girl who's lost everything, every time, constantly, right? And she has to let her children die. And it's very hard for her, but the whole point of the end of that story is that Wanda Maximoff is a fucking hero. She's an Avenger. She's a superhero. She's a good guy. And she doesn't mind control people. And so she sacrifices her little make-believe life and she lets these pretend children go. Yes. And she does that because she's a good person. And she goes off and she has this tome and she's going to become the Scarlet Witch, which if you read comic books, Wanda Maximoff has always been called the Scarlet Witch. That's her code name is they all have bullshit superhero names, right? Um... And then we open with this movie and she's evil and she's trying to kill a little girl. And it's like, we just did a nine episode series about how Joaquin Wanda Maximoff was a hero. And if you want to go back farther than that, bro, like Avengers Age of Ultron is about her realizing she's not a bad person and becoming a hero. Yep. Civil War is about her realizing she's not a bad person and becoming a hero. Her entire character arc up until this point is Wanda Maximoff realizing she's a fucking hero. And then we just throw that in the trash because Kevin Feige thought it would be fun if we made her a bad guy. It's a bad creative decision and it's bad storytelling. And that's all I have to say on that. Yeah, and I mean, from what I recently heard, because this script went through a number of rewrites, I think it went through a rewrite after Derrickson jumped shit. Mm -hmm. um, and in that rewrite, I think, and I could be wrong about this, this is all hearsay for me, this is yeah. what I've heard listening to other people talk about it, that... Somewhere in there, there was supposed to be another villain, and then that got changed, and they ended she up, became the villain. She mm -hmm. they ended up doing that. Now, all that said, yeah, when I heard that, that made me dislike this movie even more. I've listened to an entire podcast. That is this movie. that is a very fair criticism. So by far, yeah. So again. Having heard a lot of the behind-the-scenes details about this film and everything, like I, that definitely like played a, a part in how I feel about it now. Mm -hmm. um, all I can say is that upon first viewing, a little bit disappointed because it doesn't feel like a multiverse of madness. Mm -hmm. It feels like they go to one multiverse. Yeah, one different universe. There's a little different. And it's only kind of different. And it just, on the outset, first viewing, before I have any of this other stuff, I feel let down because it's not what the film, in its title, mm -hmm. promises. Right. Um, there's certainly no madness going on if you no. don't count. Like, I want, like, when you say madness, I want fucking insanity. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, I want fucking Nicolas Cage turning into fucking Ghost Rider, like <laughs> manicness. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> so you know, all that said, and then I hear all this other stuff, and that was a big thing when I heard that. I was like, "You just like poor Elizabeth Olsen having to go through that whole thing all over again." Yeah, just as a just. Not only as a performer, like, the, the repetitive nature, but to get in that mindset again, I'm sure is not particularly enjoyable. But, all that said, she is the standout. She does oh, yeah. so fucking good. Yeah. She's, in a, she a, has grown up into a really, really strong performer. Yeah, she's mm. she's excellent. Yep. Um, yeah, in a movie where damn near everybody else feels like they're kind of skating on by, uh, she's the one who's selling it. Yeah. So. I agree. Um, and um, Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays Doctor Strange, is not a weak actor mm -hmm. by any mm -hmm. standard. So it, that, that's saying something. No. Yeah. And I mean, he's charming and charismatic and likable, but he, he, I just never feel like, and and this this is probably my biggest gripe with Marvel now as it is. Um, that I don't feel like these characters are are going through it, are really, like... And maybe it's the actors who are just worn out of playing the same fucking person all the time. Um, maybe it's the script writers because they're not being given license to really put these characters in positions where they have stakes. I think that's a lot of it. Um, but yeah, like... 
Natalie Portman in Thor Love and Thunder, she is dying. She has stage four cancer and she's just like, well, we're going to figure this out, sort of a deal. And that's not Natalie Portman's fault. Right. She did, did a great job. Yeah. Um, but it, everything is too tongue-in-cheek because we know these characters are going to be fine in one way, shape, or form. Guess what? Spoiler alert, she dies. But guess what? She doesn't because she comes back I, in the post-credit scene. Can you know? I? Can I? Can we? Okay. I, did, I, I do not acknowledge that post-credit scene because without that, I feel like her dying actually mattered and was, was something in the movie that, that gave it a little weight. And I'm just going to – I just want to throw this out there real quick. I don't want to talk about this for too long. Um, but I, I thought that Ragnarok and Love and Thunder were extremely similar movies, and it, it's, it's baffling to me that they have such different receptions because they have the same style of humor and the same style of action and the same style of storytelling. And the only difference I can see is that Natalie Portman and Christian Bale have story arcs that actually matter in Love and Thunder, whereas that is not present in Ragnarok. And I'm wondering why that one's considered the worst movie of the two. And this is coming from someone who kind of thinks both movies, by the high standards we set for very good blockbuster superhero cinema, um, both movies kind of suck a little bit. Like, they're both entertaining, they're both good, they're both, again, like, and I'm breaking my own rule here, right? They're both very competent, but neither of them is is my favorite thing by any stretch, and I think it's funny that Love and Thunder is the derided one. Like, just between, like, Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, the scene with the kids... Like, I feel like that movie has more, a little more going for it. And that's coming from someone who really likes, like, Jojo Rabbit, for example. And yeah. Like, what's and, super talented. And I, I think <clears throat> he is good and manages a fine balance of drama and comedy in ways that most people cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, having seen Jojo Rabbit, having seen... Um, what uh, We Do in the Shadows. Uh, yeah, well, what We Do in the Shadows is fucking full-blown comedy, but um, Search for the the Wilder People with uh, mm-hmm. Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent way of managing to, to tell a, a, a drama and a comedy all in one. Um, I fucking love Ragnarok. I think it is probably the best as far as like comedy goes. Mm-hmm. And there's still managed to be some sort of stakes. And there's still a character that is, like, he's, that's, that's the best Thor movie I think we get. Um, not necessarily, I do think that Chris Hemsworth being able to dive into his comedic aspect lends itself a little bit more for that character. I really liked the original Thor. I actually really like, like it. it because you are similar to Chris Hemsworth and you have a similar comedic acting style. I, I, that's I, why you like it. Let's be real. I, I, I can honestly say I've never thought of it in those terms. You're probably right. I, um, I think of it in those terms because I have to watch him on TV and I'm like, I know you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, to, I'll, I'll just tell you, the, there's a difference. Where Ragnarok got it just right, mm-hmm. Thor, Love and Thunder just pushes everything too far. Okay. So, and that's, it, it amps up the comedy a little bit too much, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but doesn't manage that balance just right. Where, like, you start off with fucking Christian Bale's daughter dying. Yeah. And yeah. he's like... And then the that and whole, we never undercut it the whole movie they never undercut that not once there's no there's no joke about why that's not important you know yeah what I mean? um but unlike the, unlike Ragnarok where the only dramatic beat of the entire movie is immediately shit all over five seconds later and never referenced again which one are we talking about what's the only dramatic beat in that whole movie see you don't even know the only dramatic beat in that whole movie is Odin dying oh, we, we immediately are like okay that didn't really matter we don't really care about that there was no setup for that there's no payoff for that we just had to get that out of the way because Anthony Hopkins is sick of doing these fucking Marvel movies <laughs> so we're moving on now and we're going to have this story that has very little emotional weight to it we're going to kill off the Warriors 3 you're not going to care it doesn't yeah, really it matter Thor doesn't care nobody fucking cares nothing that happens in this movie matters Here's a fucking shake weight joke. Here's uh, here's Billy the Butcher jacking off on a shake weight. 
and making jokes about tits hey, ass. Okay, you know what? And this You're is coming from someone who likes. I like the movie. Okay, it's a good, fun, good movie. Yeah. But it is talked about like it is some like like it's above movies that it is not, and in yeah. some ways it is to me. It's dollar store Guardians of the Galaxy, or or it's Guardians of the Galaxy without the 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 sincere emotional core that those movies have. Ragnarok doesn't. It has the same style of humor, lots of fun action, totally good, enjoyable, well-made film. But it's not... I, I don't understand the reverence that it has. And I, I think the first Thor movie is the best Thor movie by a lot. Now, before you mentioned that Marvel has been took the Joss Whedon formula and has been doing that again, aping the again, fuck again, out again, of it for again. 11 years now yeah. I would say that there's a little bit of a bump there <laughs> and that bump is James Gunn yep. James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy well and that's stuff, why those Guardians movies stay fresh though stuff shifts but. a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now and that's I would say I would say Ragnarok and Love and Thunder are they're riffing off more of riffing Gunn. off of that. Absolutely. Whereas whereas like um Shang Chi and Doctor Strange are ripping off of the yeah. Avengers. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break because I'm pretty sure we've been talking for two hours already. <laughs> and uh when we come back we're gonna talk about James Gunn, the DC universe, oof, and Batman. Stay tuned. Yeah. 